1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. It's Friday, F-R-I-D-A-Y. Why are you wearing your hat like that, dude? What's, what's, what's that? You just you just got to, that's how I wore it all the way here. I wore it like that. I wanted to be like Ben today. What's up, Ben Jamming? How you feeling, man? All right. He said, amazing. Of course, like there was something else he was going to say, right? like there was something else it's friday everything's cool um i was doing some thinking so as you know i travel a lot and every now and then i'll do my show from wherever i am i am and then i come back i ain't never telling y'all i'm gone because you know y'all be trying to take people's stuff i don't even tell nobody i'm gone from the radio station because i come back and well no i came back and i had a seat i didn't have one before i left so see they always doing something different Gave me a desk and everything. But I was doing some thinking because I had a long time, had a long flight, and I was on LinkedIn, and I read something, and if you don't know who she is, her name is Joya Cousin. Now, I noticed Joya on LinkedIn because of the paintings that she did. So, you know. I was like, okay, she's an artist. Eh, She's an artist. She paints. But then she said, and and if I have it correct, she said, I've never been trained to be a painter. And I looked at some of the paintings she did, and I said to myself, self? Self said, huh? I said, wow, that's phenomenal. So I saved up my little ducats, right? Right? And my daughter was getting married. And so what I did is I commissioned a portrait. I gave multiple pictures of her and her fiance together, apart, all that. And I sent them to her. And she literally created a portrait that she painted from their pictures, put it in a frame, shipped it from France, and it got stuck in customs for like, Almost a month. And it was. And then when I got it in the mail. It was wet. And I said. Oh my God. The canvas is ruined. It was terrible. And then I opened it up. And I don't know what I was thinking. And I'm going to be very sexist. When I say this. But I should have known a woman wrapped it. Because if I'd have wrapped it. It would have been ruined. It was in pristine condition. Now. Now. The fact that it took me 20 minutes to open a painting and I had to do it delicately, it was phenomenal. So the, the portrait was great. The frame was great, Everything was just phenomenal. And so I follow her on LinkedIn. She, she's from the islands south of the mainland. And um, I forget which island she's from. You know, she's married. She's living in France, small town outside of um, Paris, a few hours from Paris. Cool things, right? But then I went on her LinkedIn page while I was on the way back. Best $8 I ever spent getting on the internet on a boring flight. And on her page, Joya Cousin, it said, The post is dedicated to everyone who is. And if this speaks to you, let me know. 833 212 1017 is the number. Feeling lonely separated from loved ones, struggling financially, grieving a loved one, or suffering mentally. Now, in the last three years, that has to have been pretty much every human being known to man. She said that she wants to tell you that you're always worthy. You will forever be a masterpiece. Your best is good enough. And it's okay to not have it all together. None of us do. And growth is possible. And then she went on to write, yesterday, the news of a high-profile suicide broke. Now, Joya shared a post that's important to hear and to read. And so for some unknown reason, LinkedIn blocked the reach of her post, probably because it had to do with suicide. So she posted some thoughts again, along with some memories of her dear brother. And she said, I lost my brother, Johan, to suicide 14 and a half years ago. He was bright, beautiful, charming, kind, talented. And he was 21 years old. It's always shocking when the beautiful people who seem to have it all together. Choose to say goodbye. The bright lights among us are blessed with our adoration. We place them on a pedestal, but sometimes that pedestal can also become a curse. Do we unwittingly put pressure on our loved ones and even ourselves to always be the smart one, the funny one, the well-dressed, sophisticated one, the one who makes Great financial decisions, the one who always does well at work, the happy one. Let's all do ourselves a favor and let the ones we love be human, vulnerable, fragile, confused, sad, tired, struggling, in need of a break, in need of support. In need of quiet. In need of a hug. She then added. I've often thought to myself. If only Johan. Could have made it through. That rough patch. Then the joy. Would have. The world would have benefited. From his, his. His gifts. He would have had a chance. To find love. Have a family. But. Twitch was 40. Twitch blessed the world with his talents. Twitch had a loving marriage and three gorgeous children. And then she added something that was pretty profound. She said, depression is not a phase. It may be a lifelong struggle and it is nothing To be ashamed of mental health is something that must be fought for, tended to and protected with diligence. And then she shared a poem by Becky Helmsley that reads, when I'm gone. Do not fear my memory. Do not be afraid to speak my name or look through old photographs. Do not be scared to play old videos so that you might hear my voice and see me laughing. I know it will hurt. Those memories will remind you that I am gone. They will stab at you like a knife in an open, gaping wound, raw, excruciating pain. But after a while, the knife will be less sharp. The wound will become less open and the pain will become less raw. And these memories will remind you that I was here, that I lived. Do not reduce my life to my death. Speak my name, hear my voice, sing my favorite songs and visit my favorite places because that's how I can stay alive a little. Right here with you. And then finally, Joya gave gave, gave three statements that, that kind of sum up everything you heard today. She said, live strong. Live long. But perhaps the most important thing shared today.
0: Leave a beautiful legacy. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
1: What is that? Like, what what is,
2: what is that?
1: What is that? Was that dancing? That was the fakiest, weirdest. Can you even dance? Dude, I don't know. I don't know you like that. We don't We don't go out swinging and janging and playing and stuff like like what? No, seriously. Can you dance? Well, first off, pause. The second of off, Nah,
3: man, of course I dance, Dr. Kick, Latina. Hold up, hold up. Did you just tell me to
1: pause on my show?
3: No, I meant like pauses because he was like, we don't be swinging and janging. I was like, ah, pause. Did you just
1: tell me to pause It's just It's just,
3: a your your just the bro pause. You The bros got it, I was the pause. Did you just
1: tu- <laughs> Okay. That was enough drama, right? I, I. Now he punching me all upside the head. Y'all see, y'all see how he be treating me? <laughs> That's all right. I'm Talking text line, I don't understand this. It says, Dr. Ken, I hope to see you and your family at the annual Jewish Menorah Lighting and Gelt Drop at Bayshore Outdoor Yard this Sunday. I do believe that female artists you're talking about, Bright Lights, had the correct idea in mind. But I do have a question for you, if possible. Is there any any non-benefit to anyone in the world not following the Ten Commandments. And if not, everybody simply followed these because they don't involve politics, sexual preference, or racial issues. How do we then make it law? There are hundreds of thousands of black Jews who are very successful from following these simple rules. And I hope everybody in our city begins to practice them. Have a blessed weekend. Well, here's, here's the thing. Um, I don't know, is that an anti-Jesus thing or uh, pushing black Jews and black Israelites? I I don't know what that is. I think the Ten Commandments are summed up in what, and I'm answering his question because he asked me. I think they're summed up in what Jesus said, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do that, you won't do any of the Ten Commandments. And so that's kind of sums that up. And so... The problem is we've learned that humans don't follow the law. We can't. We're imperfect beings. We can't follow the Ten Commandments or the thousands of state statutes we have here in Wisconsin. So no disrespect to your um, thinking, but I doubt seriously if, if uh, hundreds of thousands of black Jews are very successful, but I'm sure they don't follow all ten of those rules. And, they don't, and if they do, they don't follow them perfectly because they're inhuman, inhuman. They're imperfect people. But I understand your point, and your point is very well taken. And if we could find something that would give us the opportunity to um, treat each other with the dignity and respect that we should, mm, yes, it would. And so I think Hanukkah is coming up, right? Yeah, so happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, so all right. Have to go check it out though. And and, and Wesley, you didn't put the time. What time are they light the menorah? What time? So eight three three two. And why y'all lighting it on Sunday? No, okay, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, why didn't y'all light it on Saturday? What's up with that? What's up with that? Glad to see that you said Jesus quotes. What laws do people follow? them to prove they believe in it. I'm I'm glad you say it the Jesus quotes. What laws do people follow them to prove they believe in it? Well, we don't have to prove it. We just have to believe it. Like we we don't have to go proving. And and that's part of the difference in those. That we don't have to prove it. That I ain't got to prove to you that I'm a Christian. I know it. There's no Anyway, I'm not getting in that debate because then it's going to be Jewish and Christian and the Muslim and then it'll be heat all that. Yeah. It's Friday. I'm trying to take it easy. I'm trying to take it light. Thank you, Wesley. Four to eight. And is that on Sunday? Did he say Sunday? This Sunday. Okay. I'm at church. So I don't know if I'm going to be there. Just so you know. Why y'all light it on Sunday? How can we light it on Saturday? Okay. That's a joke. 833 1017 is the number. Did you hear? Oh, so I've been teaching in higher education since 1985. Before some of y'all was born. That was probably before you were born, wasn't it, EZ? Yeah. Can't you just say yes instead of hitting the bell? He Be lucky it's glass between us because I would throw something. Yup. But, you know, whatever. Um, and and I've had students in my class who have gone crazy. Yes, I'm saying crazy and have become apoplectic lost that. De- you don't know what apoplectic is. <laughs> oh, can't take you nowhere. Can't take you nowhere. You don't know what apoplectic is.
3: Sounds like some with apology.
1: <laughs> Siri, what does apoplectic mean? Apoplectic. Overcome with anger, extremely indignant.
3: Like I ain't about to apologize. Like you didn't lost your I ain't apoplectic, nothing.
1: Right. There you go. He's being apoplectic. Anyway. You went to Lakeland. You know what that word means. All y'all up there was apoplectic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had discussions with with students who were literally, right, lost their mind because they got an A- and not an A. Their mama was gone, the world was going to come to an end. Now, I, I've told you how I felt about grades. I don't think grades reflect who you are. We love to say that and we love to think it. And we, oh, it's this and it's important. It's important in school. After that, I, I ain't really care. What up Kyle? And so I, I just, I just, but, but that's that, 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 that's, that's neither here nor there. So students have done some things that have been outlandish. Got mad, made complaints to the provost, the, the, the president, everybody just complain, complain, complain because they want what they want. Didn't do the work. Didn't show up to class. Grade was dropped. Like a half a grade or a full grade. But yet, all of a sudden, they're upset that they got a minus instead of a grade.
0: But I was reading the root Today.
1: And a story that's gone viral has a black college student who was arrested inside a classroom. Now, I got two issues with this story on the root. I got two issues. Kalen Womack published a story about five, six hours ago, said a North Carolina student was arrested after refusing to apologize to professor. Okay, so I'm going to go through the story. A video has gone viral of a black college student being arrested inside a classroom. According to NBC News, the incident occurred at Winston-Salem State University. In the TikTok video, the student and her fellow classmates appear shaken with anger and confusion, demanding their instructor give an answer as to why police were called. The student identified as Layla. In the video's caption is, is seen being pinned down on the desk by two campus police officers as her classmates record. Layla is seen with tears rolling down her face and demanding to know if the handcuffs were a necessary solution to the prior conflict. According to the report, the professor got into a heated exchange with Layla after she declined to redo parts of her project ahead of presenting. Layla shouted at the professor, You're going to get me taken out of here because I won't apologize. You started yelling at me. You tried to embarrass me about my paper. You're a terrible teacher. Other students joined in and condemning the professor, who the school identified as Cynthia Villa Gomez. However, Villa Gomez didn't call for backup. A school employee overheard the commotion, reported the incident to campus police, taking this exchange to a whole new level. Now the, now the, the, the videos on Twitter, but in another video, Layla is seen standing in the hallway with the police explaining. She was told either you apologize or we take you out in handcuffs. Since when is refusing to apologize worthy of arrest. Layla also said she was never informed of any charges ahead of the arrest. Now, you don't have to tell anybody that you're going to charge them ahead of arrest or anything like that. So just, just so people understand that's, that's TV. TV is cute. TV is cute, but that's really not how it goes. Somehow she says she's facing two charges, which she didn't specify and was threatened to be sent to the county jail. Now, Many college students have attested to having a spout with a disrespectful professor, though getting the police involved in a situation with a black student looks more like an abuse of privilege and power than trying to de-escalate a simple argument. According to Layla and her classmates, she wasn't posing a threat, but instead felt threatened. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, we've got some audio of this particular story and will let you decide. Traffic weather might even have some sports coming up next.
0: You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. BOOM <laughs>
3: So the video went viral. It captures the arrest inside a classroom at the historically black university. Diane Gallagher live for a CNN this morning in Charlotte, North Carolina. Diane, good morning to you. It shows the arrest. We don't know what happened before, but it's certainly very disturbing. What do we know about this altercation and how did police get involved in
1: this?
2: So, Don, I do want to be clear about that. There's still a lot that we don't know about this video, but you can understand why it went viral. It is very disturbing. I want to make sure people see this video here. You see that young student crying. She's shouting uh, things like, to the professor, I hate you. I hate you. You get me taken out in handcuffs because I won't apologize. Because I won't apologize, you start yelling at me. You try to embarrass me about my paper. Uh, Now, look, uh, according to both the school and a student who shot video there they say that this all started over an assignment this was the final exam day according to that student uh, that same student tells us at no point were there physical threats and that their classmate and the professor were on different sides of the classroom they weren't near each other according to the school it was actually a different faculty member who called the police uh, but look there is this additional layer here this is an hbcu and look the chancellor issued a statement saying in part In accordance with law enforcement procedures, our officers' first priority is to assess the situation and provide every opportunity for a positive resolution. We understand that the weaponization of police is a prevalent problem in our community. However, that is not what happened in this incident. Again, we're not exactly sure what caused it to escalate to what we see in that video there. Uh, This was a real arrest, though, Don. That student is charged with disorderly conduct.
3: Yeah, let us know when you get more information, but definitely we should dig in to find out what happened. Thank you, Diane. Appreciate it.
1: So what are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number. So you have a third party who called the police. The police show up, and for whatever reason, and this is this is me. I'm not speaking for any university. I'm not speaking for representation of any university, any nothing. You can't always say the professor's right. You can't always assume because there was an altercation with a student. The student is wrong. You need to go in with an open mind, listen to what's going on, watch, see what's going on. Instead of walking in like you, Johnny law and decide to, I'm going to come take over and we're going to control this. I don't know what happened based on the information that was given some of the people are overreacting to the fact that the police showed up somebody was writing about the police had guns and all this well that they're the police they have guns stop like grow up if you're going to argue argue from a sense of adulthood they're the police they have guns what they need to find out is why did the third party feel that they needed to call 911 And does it matter whether or not the third party is black or white? What should have happened? This is me armchair quarterbacking. What should have happened is a person should have done what I do. Have I handled every call for service perfectly? Absolutely not. But what I would have done and what I learned to do is that when I showed up, yeah, listen. Listen to what's going on. Listen to the conversation of what's going on. Listen to the conversation of between the people, so you can get a gist of what the argument really is about, and then go in and start handling it. Let me give a perfect example. This was a time, probably in the mid. Late 90s, early 2000s. Nope, it would have been the late 90s because I was still down in District district 6. And there was an argument on the near south side. Now, this was a time when not a lot of black people lived on the south side, believe it or not. I don't know if a lot of them live out there down there now anyway, but I see more. And there was an argument. And so I remember I was working the wagon. I know who I was working the wagon with, and we were talking. And while this is going on, these two black women come out of the house, down the porch, stand on the curb, and they're hollering and screaming at each other. And I hear what one is saying, and I hear what the other one is saying, and I'm thinking to myself, "Mm, okay, my partner, who's a white male, who was about my age at the time said, Oh, we gotta go break this up. I said, Wait. He goes, What? I said, What are they arguing about? He goes, What do you mean? Like, listen to the argument. Because you going and interrupting it like that, when they, they weren't throwing hands or anything, they, nobody had weapons, they were just arguing, two women arguing back and forth. And they were fairly loud, but they weren't loud enough for you to call the police. And so, as they're arguing, I walk up and I listen. Now, what I found out through the arguing, through the okay, okay. through the arguing, that they were sisters, and I can, I can, I can see one is markedly older than the other. The other one, one of them, was probably in their thirties or something, and the other one was. 21, 22, if not a day. The older one is telling the younger one, look, I understand you need somewhere to stay. You're my sister. I love you, but it's my house. So there's some things you're going to have to do in my house that you don't have to do in your house. And of course, she said, But I'm grown and I can do what I want to do. And she said, You're absolutely right. You just can't do it in my house. So you're going to have to decide. It's cold outside. You got kids. You need to figure out whether you're going to stay at my house tonight and follow my rules or you're going to get your kids, pack up your stuff, and get out. But I'm not going to do both. And I thought about that and I went, oh, okay, this is a sister. Okay. So then I go over and I say, hey, what's going on? Oh, you don't have nothing to do. I said, wait, 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 wait. Is this your older sister? Yeah. And whose house is it? Hers. And whose food is it? Hers. Who's paying the rent, the electric and the gas? She is. And you moved in with her? Yeah. Well, then you probably need to do what she said. He looks at me, well he, she looks at me, I I, I look at the older sister, the older sister looks at the younger sister, younger sister puts her head down, she starts crying, then the big sister start crying, and then they start hugging and kissing and went back in the house. And so the officer says to me, well how did you know that? And I said, "You, you over time you just learn how to listen to people. It's truly amazing the things you can learn when you actually just listen. I guarantee you, the one mistake the officer made when he went into that classroom, the one thing that he didn't do
0: was listen. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
3: everybody loves the sunshine sunshine folks get down in the sunshine
1: yeah that's my cut right there you can you can let that roll a little bit
3: sunshine because it's
1: Friday yeah yeah
3: folks get in the sunshine even
1: though it's snowing sometime you need a little sunshine and then you got to take a step back and go and then you just look around and you say to yourself
0: 833 and 833
1: and 1017 is the number Has some Roy Ayers ubiquity. Everybody loves the sun. Sometimes you just need a reminder on December 16th, 2022 at 4.48 p.m. Because I ain't seen no sun for days, for days, for days. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, uh, 414-554 say, Dr. Ken include Kwanzaa. I'm not including Kwanzaa in the holiday season. I am only including Christmas, the celebration, even though he was born in the spring, the celebration of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm not doing Kwanzaa. After Christmas, we'll talk about Kwanzaa. Before Christmas, we ain't talking about Kwanzaa. No disrespect. No, I ain't mad at nobody. I get it. But they also said, thank you for reading that poem. Please share the title and the author, the, 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 uh, okay. The author, da, 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 da. the author was Becky Hemsley, H-E-L-M-S-L-E-Y, Becky Hemsley. You, and and you're very welcome. But no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing the clowns I think yet. Not just yet. Dr. Ken, is there any reason outside of a violent threat? <sighs> where you would call the police to your classroom. Nobody in their right mind would answer that question because you would always hold me to that particular standard and then say everything else that doesn't match it, you're wrong. Well, no, we're not going to do that because that is based on training and experience of the professor of the people involved. And you can't just like one of the reasons why black people get in trouble and complain about stuff is because we set a standard that's, and, and I'm saying this within those confines. I'm not calling black people irrational because I'm black. That's irrational. That's called in, in justice terms, right, in the field, common sense justice. We think it sounds right and it looks right and everybody agrees, so it's right. When in fact, the state statute says something completely different. A precedent has already been set and that's it. I will never make that decision of whether or not I would call and when I would call the police. I would make that decision on the spot based on the situation and the circumstances that are going on. I'm never going to say because I've been around a violent threat and I didn't have to call the police. Even when I was and wasn't the police, I didn't call for help. There are too many other things that go into that that would make people call this particular professor or or faculty member might have been scared. They might have heard somebody say something. Somebody else in the crowd instead of the, the, the young lady. Might have said you should kill her. You should beat her. We don't know what was said. That's all I'm saying. We don't know what triggered this person. That's what they have to investigate and find out. Now, after the police got there, I wasn't there. We're not privy to the whole thing. So once they question people and find out if the cops were wrong, they should be reprimanded or disciplined. But if they're not wrong, then that means that this person did something or said something that caused them to put her in handcuffs. Now, I would, I would be more comfortable being the officer answering that question than the professor, because the professor, I don't know what students gonna do. I don't know what students bring with them, bring on campus, all that stuff, right? But as an officer, I can look at a totality of what's going on and figure out what I'm gonna do and then do it. But there's some things that are gonna cause you to go to jail, that are guaranteed to cause you to go to jail. We don't know if that happened. We don't know what was exactly said. We got a lot of commotion and a lot of video from different people that wasn't started at the beginning of the commotion. It started during the commotion. So you got a whole set of facts that are missing because you have no idea what happened before that. And that's what they're going to find out. Now, if it was just disorderly conduct, was the girl fighting? Was she, was she pulling away? Was she right? But then what reason would you have to put her hand, your hands on her in the first place? All those things have to be looked at instead of just making the assumption that automatically right they are the campus police and you also know when you sign up and you come on campus and you take classes or you live on campus they tell you these are the these are the things that can happen so we don't know what their policies are that would have to be looked into and i'm sure whoever i don't know what kind of system they have the district attorney or something will look into it and decide whether or not they're going to charge her on its face getting upset about a grade you need a little more self control hey professor you need to recognize that those are your clients those students pay to go to school you have to treat them with the same dignity and respect that you treat anybody else number 3 this generation just different they're emotional they're driven And sometimes you just got to let them say what they say. And when everybody calm down, because you're the adult. No, they're both adults. You're the older person. You're the elder in the room. It's up to you to calm this stuff down. Otherwise, you probably shouldn't be teaching. I'm just saying. But that's what I would do. Calling the police? eh, depends. If it might get out of hand or it might look, I might call security and say, hey, y'all need to stand by just in case. Just going to wait outside and chill. Something. Oh, uh, yes, DC, we have a minute. Dr. <laughs> Kim, so now if it was supposedly another
3: faculty member that called after the faculty member in question, Ms. Cynthia,
1: right. whatever, whatever, Villa Gomez, there you go,
3: wouldn't it be that they had a conversation interaction that prompted her to then no. still go call? No, she overheard. But she, uh, from what I had read and apparently seen, the staff member, mm-hmm. Miss, Miss Cynthia, stepped outside of the classroom right. and then came back. And then shortly after, she came back, Popo pulled
1: up and pulled Ms. Layla up out of there. Right. Well, if, if that's how it happened, I would question both of them because that's out of order. And why is another teacher
3: putting themselves in that situation? If all they do was over here, and then they the teacher stepped outside and called, right. I'd I'd say the teacher had a hand and had those cops called. But otherwise, but another not. teacher isn't just going to up and call the campus police on another student in yeah. another teacher's classroom. That's yeah. disrespectful.
1: Yes, yeah, some might. <laughs> that's disrespectful. Like, yeah, that that's what they do. That's what some people do. And and that's just it. Right. And so we need more information. We need we need to fill in a lot of gaps before we start making decisions about what was right and what was wrong. And many people are not willing to do that. Oh, you just saddened on the police. You just I'm not saddened on anybody's police or professor. It comes down to let's look at what's going on. I'd be hard pressed to see her getting charged for something. But that would be idiotic if, if a district attorney if they wrote her a ticket for disorderly conduct and she argued with the professor, What I would do, i write them both tickets. Let them sort it out in court. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Uh, I'll I'll be back with DZ.
0: You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.